Hello guys and welcome to Beyond the Likes. I'm actually recording from my home today. Uh, it's like 9pm at night and I was meant to be in the studio today but I got stuck in Adelaide and yeah, I'm doing it from home. I've got the whole shebang, I've got a little microphone set up, I'm getting more and more professional by the day. So today on the potty, I have got Anna. Now I have spoken about her on my Instagram multiple times. She is psychic slash medium slash future teller, baby seer. Um, her name's Style Misfit on my Instagram and I have sent so many people her way. She is heavily booked out now until probably November. Here you go. She's a natural born mystic and psychic medium, but she also does Reiki and she does the cards Anyway, I remember when I first saw her, she just said what I thought at the time was a whole lot of codswallop, and it ended up all coming to fruition in, in, in different shapes to what she had told me, and she is yet to get anything wrong with me. Probably why her telling me that I'm having a fourth child is so terrifying. Look, but she isn't always right, and I, think, I don't think any of them are ever 100% right. You know, it's a pretty special gift. And if you believe in it and if you, you know, let them in, I, I actually feel like they are some of the most incredible humans on earth. She's going to jump on with us now and there will be a little giveaway. So she's going to do like a little giveaway at the end. Um, stick around to the end and you can go in the draw to win that. And I'll get her on the podcast now. Hello. Anna. Hi, oh, darling. <laughs> How are you? I am good, thank you. I'm really good. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast at 8pm on a Monday night. <laughs> This is just how um, our live rolls. We just have to roll with the punches. I got uh, stranded in Adelaide. You've been doing mystic healings for half of the world's population. So <laughs> this is what time we have to meet. Uh, but it's lovely. And, you know, I'm also a mum, so I know what it's like to have to put everyone to bed before you can even yes. think logically. So I get oh. it completely. Uh, yeah, I was going to try and say to Ryan, oh, can you put the kids to bed and I'll jump on this podcast with Anna, but there's a 95 to 100% chance that Kobe would have come and just gate crashed this. So I was like, I'll just do the job myself. I'll get it done quick and efficiently and then we'll jump on. It would have been cute to have Kobe here. But listen, it was very cute. After a weekend off parenting, it was um, very, very nice to come home and see them. They were very excited to see me for about a minute and then they got bored again. <laughs> I wanted to get you on the potty because I just know that there are thousands of women out there who are desperately trying to have a reading with you and are just so interested in, you know, what it is that you do and how that you, I guess, help people. And I guess it all came about when I shared a story about you and I I used to tell all my girlfriends about you and then I obviously when I had a slightly bigger platform on Instagram I kind of just jumped on and told them all about how I had come and seen you in 
I remember everything. January, it was January 2014. And I remember you'd come recommended from another girlfriend of mine. She was like, oh, there's this lady in um, Manly. Were you living in Manly at the time? I was in time? Curly. I was in that beach shack in Curly. At that, in that beach shack. And my girlfriend was like, oh, you know, she doesn't, you know, she's not in a shop or anything. She just, it's out of her home. And, you know, you can just go and see her and she has this incredible knack of, being able to feel and see things and whatnot. And I remember coming to your house and yeah, you had this beautiful shack and you had this crazy wiry blonde (laughs) curly hair, but you were very warm. And I remember you sat down and we sat in a room and you just started talking and so much of what you were saying was like, I didn't, I, I, I was like, nothing makes sense to me. And I remember I had a boyfriend at the time and I said something like, oh, is this who you can see me being with or something? And you said, I can see you being with him, yeah, for sure. But you said he he's quite pretty and he's quite fair and he's quite pretty in the face and that's that was him to a T. And you said, but he really wants um, a stay-at-home wife that who, who's very much going to fall in line with, you know, what he wants and your – glow and your fire and everything's not going to be able to shine as bright as what it would because he wants to kind of and I was like what what is she talking about and then you said to me you see a guy who is quite tall he's six foot something and he's tall dark and handsome and you said I see you standing in next to him and he's got his arm over you and you're standing in the nook of his arm and he plays some sort of sport with a ball. It might be soccer or something or football. And I see you being with him more and you have children. And I see him running on the beach with children and kicking a ball and blah, 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 blah. And I, I, I didn't want to hear it. Cause I really <laughs> liked the boyfriend that I was with at the time. I was like, I don't want a tall, dark, handsome dude. I want the, you know, the pretty boy. <laughs> I could conform. I can be that I could be really um, well behaved. And then you also said to me, this was the weirdest thing, you said, I can see you uh, projecting and doing a lot of talking to like an audience and I don't know if you said, I think maybe you're a TAFE teacher (laughs) or maybe you become like a university lecturer and I was like, this this chick has no idea what she's talking about. That's what I'm just thinking. I was like, what is she going on about? And you just said, I, I don't know what it is, but I see you in at the front of a room and I see people listening or they're tuning into what you have to say. And it, it, it's honestly only like hindsight and having that meeting mm. with you that I can now reflect on all of that. And literally, I mean, the the thing with Ryan was freaky and maybe you put that seed into my brain and I manifested it somehow because I met him in July. He's six foot two. I sit in the nook of his arm when he's got his arm around me and he played rugby league for 19 years. And now I'm married with him with three kids who he kicks balls along the beach with. And then the whole like projecting to people and talking to people and them tuning in that I, I I can only assume that is you know the Instagram platform well in those days Instagram was just photographs do you remember it was just photos? yes like, yeah it was nothing yes. when because I remember there was no stories yeah I, yeah I think there's more though like 
I, I really think I do see you um, inside. It, it's kind of like a TV studio, but not like it. it it's, <laughs> it's there's more coming for you. Like I can definitely see. Oh, well, I'm already reading for you here and we're talking about the past but I do see, <laughs> I do see more um, often when you're doing things I'm like oh, I can't wait to see like her in front of an audience and like people kind of coming to see you and it's going to be really cool oh my gosh. and there will be like there will be serious things as well like you're not going to be just fluffy you know you're you're going to really enjoy what you do because it's going to give you a chance to, to use other skills that you've got and your lovely I mean, you know, I know you don't think you're wholesome, but you are. You're very real. And the things that you, what you give to people and what I hear, you know, on a daily basis now is so heartwarming. Like, and, and what you've done for people as well is, is just beautiful. And, and, and I feel that that really has a huge audience and it's a global audience. Because, I mean, how random that, one of the girls that I'm friends with on Instagram in California, who's now pregnant with her fourth baby, the thing that you did when you were taking out the bins, you know, the dressed up sexy and like doing the chores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She posted yeah. that on Instagram and I was like, oh, that's my friend. And it was, it was the coolest thing. You know, the world just yeah. very lovely and small and and people that I loved all like meeting one another and, I, and I, connecting mm, and it needs a space. Like it really needs a platform for sure. I, I think that the, the pros absolutely outweigh the cons when it comes to social media. I think it's a really great space for connecting people and, you know, bringing about good stuff. I mean, there's a lot of shit stuff as well, but it, the pros are definitely outweighing the cons. Yeah. But I guess what I wanted to talk to you about today was, I would love to know, people often say like, and I think you've even said this to me before, that everybody has some sort of, you know, superpower in that, you know, if they tuned in really thoroughly, they would probably be able to, I don't don't even know what I'm trying to say, like see things, like what is it that you do? Do you feel things? Do you... pictures come to you do you hear voices is it a sense or an energy it's oh I've got all of those things it started for me in childhood with a sense of smell yeah and acute hearing and feeling and then because I was really damaged when I was born my eyes are seriously damaged so I'm as blind as a bat really what you were blind when you were born no they pulled pulled me out with forceps on a dry birth after like 38 hours labor or something like that my mum was alone for her labor too so I was so badly damaged by the forceps because they used my eye sockets to pull me out with that they detached all the um, retinal stuff at the back Wow. Um, so I've got one short-sighted, one long-sighted, but very damaged. So I had to have a lot of operations as a child. And I spent an awful lot of time away from my family. And um, one of the things that I used to do was I would perfect. I wore patches as well for years, like patch, patch, you know, and very yeah. tormented and bullied as a child. And so I perfected the skill of being able to do everything blind. Yeah, nice. And in doing that, my third eye, now that I, in hindsight, now I understand the mechanics of it, 
my third eye tuned in very strongly and I can actually see if I close my eyes I can actually see and you probably see me going a wee bit cross-eyed right now because I'm trying to figure the camera out and trying to figure out you and all of this. No, you're fine. But it's it's something that is so strong in me now and all my senses are very acute. And what I've learned through a long time of being alone and not being able to see is how to read my body and read other people's bodies. So also... The other challenge for me was I didn't speak English until I went to school. What What did you speak? <laughs> Gaelic. Italian. 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 <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know why I said Gaelic. I love it, though. I love is it. Is that even the language? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is, Gaelic right? Is yeah. And the closest wow. language to Gaelic is apparently Aboriginal, so how funny is that? Oh, my gosh. So, wait, who's, who's Italian, your mum or your dad? Mum. So your mum's Italian, but your accent is Scottish. Yeah, because I learned because I learned to speak English at school. Okay, gotcha. Did your dad not speak Scottish? He just speaks English with a Scottish accent. Oh, sorry, that's what I mean. <laughs> Far out. You're tired. Bless I'm me. very tired. <laughs> I'm very tired. Scottish, like it's his own language. Okay, so you. But when, as you were a kid and you could, obviously your sense of smell and stuff, you probably wouldn't have been old enough or I guess wise enough to know that, you know, it was almost like a, like a superpower, I guess. When did that kind of kick in? Well, I thought everybody was like this. And also another thing happened to me when I was a wee girl, I got sent away to live with my relatives in Italy for a few months. So I was four. And so... Yeah. So I also didn't understand them in Naples because their Italian was different. It was a different dialect. So I had to adjust very quickly. I've always been one of these people that adjusts to environments. Yeah. Um, but it started for me then very strongly. Like I always had nightmares as a child. I was I, um, I never slept in my own bed for long. They put me to bed in my bed and then I'd be up um, and in other ways, like I was walking at seven months, I was potty trained by the time I was like nine months. You know, oh, wow. I was a very unusual child. Advanced? But unusual, let's just say unusual, because I would <laughs> see monsters and, I, you know, I would like not want to be around certain people because of the, like I would say to mom, they smell and, and I wouldn't want to be around them. And it would be like I could sense danger through smell. Oh, wow. Because... We all have these senses. You know how sometimes you'll get a baby and the baby will be completely settled around some people. You'll put it in someone's arms and they're like, they, they scream bloody murder, you yes. know, because they, they know, you know. So for me, it was always like she was the sensitive child. She was very difficult to be around. And for me, it was like a huge sense of knowing when I was safe or not. So when I went to Italy and stayed with my auntie, she eventually told my mom that, I was very unusual. I slept, walk, I yelled in my sleep. I was just very, very different. And she's like, you'll need to watch her. You'll need to watch what she's screaming out at nighttime. And so it kind of died down at school because you had to fit in at school and you couldn't be weird. And yeah. But I, I knew, I knew that not everyone could see what I could see or understand what I could understand, but I had to kind of dumb myself down to be at school. Yeah. But I got into a lot of trouble. And so when did you start, I guess, 
you you could see all this stuff and you could smell it and feel different energies and whatnot. But when did you start helping chatting with others and, you know, putting it to good use, I guess? I've always been that person. Like, so for, from a wee girl, like I always helped my mum. Like I always, because mum didn't speak very good English, I would always like, I became my mum's like helper very yeah. strongly. And so... I just became very aware of people and the energy of people. And my mom and dad didn't have a very happy marriage, shall we say, at the start. So I was just always around situations that were too mature for me. Yeah. And I all saw a lot of things through my own upbringing and, and the stuff that was around me. So helping people was always... And people get this with children. Certain children are in a room and a room is a happier place. That is, honestly, that's Charlie. And honestly, yeah. she's that person that uh, if I'm having a hard day with the boys or she knows she can see that, you know, Bobby's being a right pain, she'll just swoop in and she'll either take Kobe out to the backyard or she yeah. swoops in. It's she, it's she can read a room. For a six-year-old, I just feel like, She's very intuitive and she's like a little wing woman. But, I, again, I just put that down to her being female because, <laughs> well, obviously we're superior race. Uh, but she's an empath. She's yes. empathic, right? Yes. And so what an empath will do when you say you read a room, and you do this too, everyone does yes. it. Everyone, it, it's just people don't realise how amazing it is and how the volume is being turned up on their skills at the moment, their their gifts. But what they do is an empath can feel other people's feelings very strongly. So intuitively they will go and make it all better so that they don't feel uncomfortable anymore. Mm -hmm. See, this was my, my oldest was like this, a Sajo. He could not stand the anxiety that he would feel in tension. So he would read the room and he would he would come and he would like move my face so that if I was having a, a situation with someone, I was talking to someone, he would move my face like this so I wouldn't see them anymore. And I used to do that with my mom. My mom's mm -hmm. like, that's, that's what you used to do. You would divert the attention away from a situation so that the energy in the room would shift and everything yeah. would be okay. <laughs> it's pretty cool to just know that people can pick up on each other's energies. So I've always said to my mum, I feel like I can always, always tell how somebody's feeling, even if they're putting on a like a brave face or yeah. if I can j just pick up on their expressions and I know when they're, they're feeling uncomfortable or when they're lying or when they're being like, I, I know when people are being deceitful. I know yeah. when there's, you know, people are shy and so I try to be more inclusive and, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm in any way gifted or talented. I mean, maybe drinking wine, but I do think that if I paid it more attention and honed in on it, it could very well be more helpful to me, I guess, and to others. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And that's what I do in my workshops. You'll have to come and do one of my workshops because it helps you tune into your intuition and how to enhance it. Yeah, you I know? would love to. It's amazing. You just moved a thousand kilometers away from me, but I'll do it via Zoom or something, okay? Yeah. 
I'm going to come back down and you're going to come to my retreats when I've got them organized. Yes. So, you know, that's, yes, what they're, that's what they're about. I think people need to be able to really tap into themselves, like, because that's where all the answers are. The answers are inside of you. Like your body is talking to you all the time. I don't understand how, how do you see you almost predict the future. Like, I, I don't know if you remember this, but I think after we saw, after I saw you in January, that was it. I don't think I saw you again. And then I, I, we somehow started following each other on Instagram. And I can't remember specific dates, but I just remember you sliding into my DMs and you said to me, I must have put up a little story and it was of Charlie in a little pink car that her godmother had bought her for Christmas. And you sent me a message saying, oh, hi, I just wanted to let you know that I was just watching your stories and I saw a wee little brother standing next to Charlie. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's that's giving me goosebumps. Like we're going to start trying for our next baby soon. And you wrote, he's not far away. And then the next month I fell pregnant and I didn't even bother finding out about the gender because you had said it was a little boy and sure as shit, it was a little boy. And you also said to me, again, you would just pop up in my DMs all the time, just pop up randomly. You said to me, I was, I'm just giving everyone an insight into your amazing ability here. I remember you popped up and you said, oh, hi, are you having hiccups? in your pregnancy. And I said, yeah, I get, I I get like the hiccups all the time. Like the baby's hiccuping. I can feel it inside me. And And you said to me, I had, um, I was lying in bed last night and I felt like I was in labor (laughs) thinking of you. And I was like, Oh dear God. And you said to me, I just need you to know that this labor is going to be very, very quick. And as the minute your waters break, you need to get yourself to a hospital because it's going to be very quick. And I, having just had a 30-hour labor with Charlie, I couldn't fathom that it was going to be quick or anything. And having had all of the drugs with Charlie, I was planning on walking in, having every single – I wanted an epidural aimed at my spine from the minute my waters broke. And you said, no, 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 it'll be quick and you're going to be an absolute superstar. And – I I had to get induced with Bobby because I had cholestasis, but I got induced and he came cannonballing out of me in 90 minutes with no drugs and I dead set felt like a rock star. I was like, it was euphoric for me because it was very short and very intense, but it was also amazing. And I was just like, she's just fucking hit the nail on the head again. (laughs) Again. Which is why you telling me that I'm having a fourth child is terrifying. I knew you were going to say that. I've been thinking about it all day. Like, and I was like, how is this going to happen? I said, because we've discussed this, you know, we've discussed this. And I'm like, how is it going to happen? And I was, I was making something to eat this morning before work. And I was like, how is it going to happen? They're like, Ryan's going to get it fixed. I he can't, he can't, he got, he got, I know. I think it's going to be fixed, though. I, I like. I have this feeling because I can. It's a wee girl. Like I'm so, I'm so, and I'm scared to say that because I'm not always right. I'm like generally right. Like, there, but there's times where I'm not, and there's times where I've I've said, why wasn't I right? 
because I'm normally right. And it's not an ego thing. It was like, why, why did that happen? Because that person's feeling anxious. Now, in one incident just recently, the baby came through and said, if she knew I wasn't a boy, I wouldn't be here. And I was, I just burst into tears. I was like, oh my God, you wanted to be here that much? And they said, I have to be here. I've got a big job to do. And I just was like, that's huge. That's just, that. that's really, that just makes me know that God has a bigger plan for people. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And I can feel it with you. I, I like, I just, I'm like, how is this going to happen? How are you going to make it? Like, is she going to adopt a baby? How is it going to happen? They're like, oh, well, what's happening? No, it's, it's definitely you two. So, I mean, there must be, there, there must be something. But I mean, I like, I, like obviously I don't want to say you know you're going to have another child and you're like oh god of course of course maybe it's a little dog maybe I get a little puppy (laughs) a little a little female puppy I don't know I just I just kind of feel like I see outfits yeah well look Ryan's had had, over here we'll just leave it yeah I just feel like I'm getting on I'm getting a bit older now (laughs) listen if I felt pregnant I wouldn't I would not be unhappy especially because all my babies have pretty much grown up and I'm a sucker for newborns but also because Charlie would basically be its mum <laughs> Charlie would literally raise it probably yeah. better than me by the time you're an older mum it's just easy it's just yeah. really easy you know your youngest is like it's when you're older and you have that younger baby it's just like it's 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 so much easier you're so less stressed about it you're like they're gonna be fine they're gonna be so, they're gonna be just fine, yeah. And I would have helpers as well. I think it was only hard for me with the three because they were just anyway. They were all very oh, so, so close small. together, all, all close, all close. So, do you ever get like I? I actually have some girlfriends who hang on every word that you tell them. Do oh. you get do you get some people like this? Like, do you get people who are searching for certain things? And then obviously they come to you seeking, be it hope or, you know, some sort of perfect outcome in their head. And, you know, you can talk them through things. And and then have you ever had situations where <laughs> things don't, you know, turn out the way that you've said and they've they've held it as, you know, gospel? Because I'm a big believer. Like I, I, I'm a huge believer in mediums and psychics and everything like that. But I also take everything away with a grain of salt. So I don't, I don't hold it as gospel. And a lot of the times, none of it really even makes sense at that very point. And it's only, you know, months or even years on that I can reflect on it and be like, wow, actually, everything that Anna has said has basically come to fruition in, in some shape or form. Yeah, yeah. And that's really... Well, it's very tough because I have to say what comes through, right? Yes. Because, you know, it's a channel and I have to say whatever it is. And sometimes people get very disappointed in that. Yeah. And so they hang on to a certain aspect of it. But the thing is, the minute a reading is done, it's like the butterfly effect. You don't just go and put yourself in a box and just wait for it to happen. You're still living your life and you're still, you know... You're still making your own decisions because you have free will. 
and you still kind of like these are just guidelines you know they're they're saying in this moment in this time this is how it will unfold accordingly but the thing is like I've had readings before from very reputable readers and I've gone I actually don't like that I'm going to go and change that right now because I should be married to a rich man in Seaforth or Balgala by now you know yeah which was meant to be 10 years ago or whatever it was. And I was like, no, it doesn't resonate with me. I have my own purpose and I have my own goals. And I'm, you know, much as I was exhausted and miserable and broke and tired and maybe not going in the right direction, I was always making steady progress in the direction I wanted to make, which was helping people. It was putting this amazing thing that I do to good use. Yes. And I wanted to do that. Like, and I still want to even, you know, what I've discovered in this is I can't help everybody like I'd like to, even although readings are coming through with the right divine timing. So people are like, I don't get to see you for a few months and then it all works out perfect. And you're like, wow, Mm. God is like amazing that this happens like this. But, you know, my, my purpose in this is to help people at this integral time of the world and to, to help them know that they have their own superpowers and they have free will and that God is watching over them and they just need to kind of connect to that. And I never even thought I'd be saying it like that. It's just growing and developing and it's beautiful. And, and I think the fact that I've surrendered all of this over to a higher calling, Power. a higher yeah. place and a belief system, that it's all coming through beautifully, you know, and it's coming through mostly for the children we've been done a big disservice as mothers in many ways, you know, especially Mm. stay at home mums or mums that want a bit of a career or mums that want to do something different and don't want to follow, you know, the, the the tick in the box and things like that. And, and I, I really want to encourage women to, to be the goddesses that they are because they're incredible. Like if you can get from one end of the day to the next and just still not feel like, you know, you're crap or whatever, you know, you, that needs to be, supported in in so many ways you know that your house is just a house if it's a mess it's a mess but the children aren't going oh my god mama there's dust everywhere you know (laughs) my house is permanently a mess yes (laughs) you know if they find stuff under the couch they eat it you know it's great snacks exactly and when you say that like the channels open and you have to pass on what you're hearing are you hearing things or are you seeing things? I see things like movies sometimes, like so some readings, depending on who the people are, they will yep. give me they will give me the translation that that person will relate to. Okay. Yeah, wow. Sometimes it comes through as a song if it's someone's grandmother or like something like that, it will come through as like a Mary Poppins song or like you know something random and I'm like I'm not singing because I can't sing. <laughs> But it will come through as something bizarre. Or sometimes it's like, oh, I can smell your grandmother. Um, did she bake? Because I can taste vanilla. I can smell vanilla. Or I can smell like a roast or something like that. And I'll translate, you know, or I'll feel like itchy pants. And it could be someone that's got like a grandmother that wore a tweed dress that they, yeah, that wow. they relate to. Or, you know, or nonna's gnocchi. You know, just random stuff. So it could come through as that. Sometimes it comes through as a Disney movie 
or like Star Wars or something random and I'll translate it like that. And you must just be getting so much random stuff and then you're trying to outlay that to your, you know, whoever yeah. you're having a reading with and yeah. they're probably trying to pin it all together at the same time. Oh, it's it's amazing. For example, if people are trying to have children, right? Yes. I'll be like, oh, what can I taste? You know, it'll just come through and I'll be like, fuck I want oysters and I'll be like right you're low in zinc you're low in zinc and then it'll be like uh, vitamin b and it'll all just come flooding through and they're like oh I just went to the naturopath I just had my bloods done that's actually true what else you got because you've planted this seed in my head I have googled can you get pregnant multiple years (laughs) after a vasectomy And there are people that are like, I've fallen pregnant four years after my husband got the snip. Right. So I have to tell you this. So when I was asking this the other day, when you asked me to do this with you. Yes. They kept saying to me, remember Gary. So with Gary, he got married, had two children, didn't work out. Right. Irreconcilable differences, shall we say. Right. But he'd had a vasectomy because that was her thing. She was like, no, no more children having a vasectomy. Right. So Eventually, he met a lovely girl, and um, they wanted children, and Gary had already had the vasectomy. Plus, Gary only had one workable testicle. <laughs> okay. right. right. They have a child. Did he get it reversed? Yeah. So he got it reversed. Yeah, and, and one working ball. And one testy in action. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, Ryan is not going to get it reversed. Oh, maybe he'll do it. He He's upstairs, <laughs> and he goes, no chance. <laughs> no chance. He like he saw me go through my third pregnancy, and he's like, "Kobe was ten days old when I." Oh God, he's coming downstairs now. He was ten days old when I um. You want to go around four, babe? Just one more. Did you put some on ice for me? We're not having a fourth. He couldn't handle pregnant Amy for round four. <laughs> I feel like your knack, obviously, is babies. I feel like you've got a real good knack with preempting baby arrivals and whatnot. Do you ever see bad things? Yeah. Yeah. I like, see a lot. I try not to discuss them. Yeah. What about, can you see things that, like, are going on in the world, like yeah. bad things? Well, it's going to be interesting. Like what we've got ahead of us is very interesting. But what what we we really need to focus on what we want in our lives. Do we want happiness? Do we want health? Do we want to work towards the positive things? And I'm not saying negative things don't exist because they do. But if we focus, we've got to remember this. As a collective of people, we can focus on the negative and actually attract the negative in or we can focus on the positive. So rather than have that, like, you know, the, the, the sky is falling, screaming and everybody running around going, oh, my God, it's all like it's all doom and gloom. We can sort of say, well, that is happening and it's sad that it's happening. But I want to focus on the good things and make the good things expand. And at the moment with the way this year is going to unfold, it's like focus on the good things and expand the good things. And although the negative things exist, you help where you can, or you can all 
fall in a heap and go, oh fuck, we're all screwed. And there's a thing called night and there's a thing called day and one will follow the other. When there are really sad things and heavy things going on, we've got to remember that the universe always has balance. You've always told me to manifest, which yeah. I'm not that good at. I know it sounds super corny and cheesy and a lot of people would have, have their shits, but I feel like if you try to be somewhat positively mindset and look for the positives and look for the good in life and, you know, aspire to to be happy and to be a helper and to be kind to others and stuff like that, the universe kind of does look out for you. If you were real negative, and look, I know people have really, really hard lives and, you know, horrible upbringings and it's not as easy as just always being a chirpy motherfucker. You know, if you do get into a negative headspace, it, it's a, it can spiral quite quickly. And then you attract, you know, negative energy and, yeah. Yeah, you, att- you attract who you are. Yeah. You know, it, it's like you're a giant magnet attracting who and what you want into your life, but that's by being who and what you want in your life. Mm. So if you catch yourself being negative, you're like, right, okay, I'm going to give myself five minutes. I'm going to like wallow for five minutes and then I'm going to pick myself up because no one's going to come and rescue you. It's not anyone's job. I mean, as a mother, yes, when they're your children, but then you get to a certain age where you're like, come on, pick your socks up, put your big panties on and get out of the cupboard and go and deal with your day, right? Yeah, and be grateful. Like I I feel like the biggest thing for me that helps me with my thinking is – yeah, I'm just grateful for what I have, even though it's not, you know, I'm not living in a mansion on a waterfront, blah, 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 with money flying out of my pockets. And, you know, I've had hardships. I lost my house in a bushfire. and I, But, like, there's – everybody goes through certain things, but I, I feel like practising being grateful for what I do have and living in a really fantastic country like Australia – with a roof over my head and food on the table and stuff is enough to keep me in good spirits, you know, and wanting to help others where I can. And when I'm not on holiday, getting shit faced at a winery. Oh. <laughs> I, know, I know that sounds like a weird Gandhi, like I'm Tony Robbins chatting right now, but <laughs> I, I feel like it's a good aspect to have. You do what you can with what you've got. Yeah. You know, but you've still got to take care of yourself. You still, you know, you deserve a holiday. Unfortunately, your magic wand doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you have to put, you just have to get on your broom and kill. <laughs> have you got a broom? Um, no, but I have a magic wand. Have you got a magic wand? Where is it? Do you oh. go, do you go bibbity bobbity boop? I don't know where it is. It's a big crystal thing. Can you cast spells? Yes. <gasps> Have you ever made a voodoo doll? No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't go black. Because you've got to remember for everything that you do, it's like There's a boomerang a that comes back tenfold. Right? Yeah. yeah. What do you put spells on? I usually put protection spells on people's houses. Yeah, um, that's right. I put that's protection idea. spells on my children. Um, if yes. they're driving somewhere or they're doing something, I generally put spells like like protection, you know, love and protection yes. and healing. So healing as well. And again, that's that 
remembering you need balance in the universe and you would never ever so as an empath for example like if my boys have done something and they come to me for advice on it and they're like I feel really bad now mom and I'm like well you're an empath so you are going to feel what you do to anybody what you do and what you say yeah. to anybody you're going to feel 10 times inside of yourself yeah so does that not make you want to be a nice person to everybody yeah you know, so it, it, it's remembering how powerful we are. We're very powerful. We are divine beings. Okay, well, I'm going to wrap this up, but I know that you said that you wanted to do like a giveaway for one of my yes. followers, yes. and I know that they would die at the opportunity. So what we can do is we can get your fancy lady to make something up and then I can put something on my Instagram and then I'll work something out. They can maybe follow you or something like that and then you can just pick somebody at random. Is there a thing that you can do like a, I don't know, is it just a a lottery? that Normally what I do is I just scroll with my fingers shut and then I go boop. And then whoever lucky you lands on, that's who wins. I like that because that makes it magical. That's your magical finger. My magical one finger. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, you have been amazing. Thank you so much. Hopefully that gives people a little insight into what they would get with a reading from you. Careers as well. They they ask me about their jobs. They ask me about school. They ask me about all sorts of things. Yeah, relationships and friendships and, you know, marriage and sex life. Can you talk on sex lives? Oh, a lot. Oh, yeah. Can you see that I am a horny beast at the moment. Have, can, you, can you feel that energy? Unfortunately, I can feel it, um, yes. And sometimes I'm like, oh, why am I sitting very uncomfortably at the ah. moment? <laughs> that, is this, am I feeling Amy's throbbing vagina? It's the exercise, yes. it's the Pilates. Yes. How is good is Pilates for your pelvic floor? No, no, no. I literally had this conversation with Ryan. Pilates has changed the game for me, not just because yeah. I'm all of a sudden I've got my libido back, but even sex feels better. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, stronger and tighter and everything. Yeah. The reason I became a Pilates instructor was I had three children, you know, and, yeah. and I couldn't sneeze three times without crossing my legs. I know the feeling. Yeah. When you started doing Pilates, I was like, yes. Yeah. I'm going to get in trouble from my um, the exercise haters for talking about Pilates again. I love you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to come and have a chat with me. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, you are welcome anytime. I'm sure I'll get you back on the show. Thank you so much. Thank and I'll, we can chat about the little giveaway thing and I'll put that up on my Instagram and we can you, go from there. I love it. You have been amazing and I will I'll continue to chat to you in my DMs and on text, but um you have a wonderful night and Thank I'll you, talk darling. to you again soon. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. Bye babe. Thank you so much for joining me and Anna. She is so lovely. That's a little insight into what it's like with a reading with her, although she's far more just detail oriented and she is she just hones in on you and she talks about everything from your relationships with your parents to your children to your career, everything and anything. And sometimes like you'll walk away and you'll be like, what did, what was she even talking about? My biggest piece of advice is to record it. So she'll always let you record any reading that you do with her. So just pop your phone on record and that way 
you know, in a couple of months' time or even a year's time, you can go back and listen to it. And, you know, 95% of what she said has come true. Anyway, she's amazing. I'll pop all some details about her in the show notes. And if you want to go give her a follow, please do so. She puts out stuff every day anyway. So check her out and I will see you guys next week. Bye for now.